Welcome to the Foundry, where leaders are forged daily. And now your host, George Roberts. Welcome back, entrepreneurs. Today we have Alex Kolodinko, co-founder of Wealthy Mind Investments. Welcome to the show, Alex. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, uh, glad to be here, George. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to share my knowledge. Uh, my name is Alex Kolodinko. I'm a co-founder of Wealthy Mind Investments, uh, originally from Ukraine, uh, immigrated to United States 30 years ago, settled down in uh, Bay Area. And since then, uh, lived in Silicon Valley. My background has been in technology, uh, working at uh, startups and Fortune 500 large organizations. And uh, was curious about real estate investments. Uh, did not do it very well in the stock market. Did not get lucky with any IPO stocks. And uh, the common denominator for many wealthy individuals uh, that live life on their own terms has been real estate. So I was curious enough. Uh, to have a deep dive into real estate, started small with single family home. And uh, since then, never looked back after found out about syndication and passive investing model. Uh, I started investing uh, uh, on my own. I have done about 50 plus syndication as a passive and active investor. Launched the company together with a friend of mine uh, and my business partner, Ashish. And never look back. Since then, we have done uh, three years. Since three years ago, we have done 15 investments. We have about 300 investors, and uh, our business is growing, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have you because you operate out of one of the paradigms that I find to be very interesting. You've got a fund of funds. So to help our listeners understand uh, what that means. You can uh, you can say maybe on the face of it, it seems like, well, there's a there's a middleman, there's another layer here. Maybe I'm not getting such a good deal. But uh, from my understanding and from what I've seen with these, you're actually generally able to get a better deal than you would if you go straight into an investment with another operator. Correct. So you're absolutely correct. Uh, it, it, it's a different model. Uh, it's a different niche. And uh, some people are not familiar with this, but many times uh, we're able to negotiate uh, a lot better economics mm -hmm. for investors because we're investing a larger pool of funds versus if you were to uh, invest 50 to 100,000 on your own. Yeah, exciting stuff. So you were working for some startups. Definitely, that's a place to do it out there in the Bay Area. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you also mentioned leaving your W-2 recently in the last year. I, mean, I, I left mine about uh, eight months ago. Have you got any advice for people that are looking to leave their W-2? Uh, I think you need to proceed, you know, with caution. I think a lot of people do get excited and I'm a big believer in burning uh, the boat, but you have to be ready and get to the point uh, where uh, it's a sustainable uh, income and lifestyle for you. So in my case, you know, it was a long journey. Uh, I'm married. I've had uh, a family and kids and uh, high expenses of being in the valley. <laughs> and uh, it, it was definitely a journey. It was not an overnight success. So I've built enough uh, income, knowledge and expertise and partnerships and this business uh, uh, before I was able to have a lot of momentum uh, to quit my job. So uh, uh, the advice that I would provide to somebody who is thinking about doing that is, you know, think plan, uh, strategize, you know, put together a business plan uh, that has a roadmap of not mm -hmm. just you know, three months, six months, 
but mm. the multi-year uh, plan uh, get get mentors get second opinion about it uh, i'm a big believer in uh, a mastermind and uh, one of the reasons why i um, named the company uh, wealthy mind investments is that i'm a big believer uh, in getting mentors and other people opinions about now you cannot you, you don't have to be opinionated with uh, uh, other people opinions but if you respect and have a mentor uh, that you admire and this is somebody that you want to emulate and to be is you need to really listen to and share that business plan because a lot of times you might have some uh, blind spot and flaws that you might not be familiar with and that will save a lot of time uh, uh, on your end yeah so that's some great advice uh you want to be strategic and uh burn the ships but first plan that that's got to be one of the pull quotes from this interview i love it so um so you are operating out of a fund the funds model and uh, maybe uh just open it up anything else you'd like to tell us about that because it is different i think a lot of people listening to the show they're probably familiar with the idea of going directly in with a syndicator uh but you obviously offering uh, a choice you can work with many through you Correct. Yeah. So the, the model was uh, built in a such a way that uh, I was uh, a passive investor for many deals uh, mm. about the last eight years. I have invested in over 50 syndications wow. uh, through uh, different uh, crowd platforms, online platforms, some relationship with people that I met uh, at different conferences. And I've, I've done quite well, but I actually did lose uh, some significant capital also. Uh, uh, by investing in, in syndication as well. So uh, after thinking long and hard, uh, about three years ago, we launched the company Wealthy Mind Investments, and we wanted to position ourselves is by vetting out the operators because ultimately you as a passive investor have very little control or no control at all once the investment is done. So uh, the due diligence process uh, that is involved in vetting out the operator has to be a, a very important step before you actually make a final decision to invest. I think a lot of people uh, actually miss on that step. And uh, in my case, uh, because I was burned <laughs> multiple times, I said, there's got to be a better way to do that. So I created a model where uh, we were out the operator, uh, we visit their offices, uh, we visit their facilities and assets that they operate. Uh, we check their underwriting model uh, with our financial analyst. Uh, we have a mastermind session with our mentors before we decide while we analyze whether we invest on a deal or not. We visit the asset before we decide whether we end up investing. We, we connect with local investors uh, in, in that neighborhood, in that market, to make sure that there is additional validation checkpoint uh, that uh, gives us more confidence before if we decide to proceed on the deal. Uh, we run co-star uh, reports. Uh, we run background check on the operator to make sure they're clean. So there's a lot of work that we do in the background before we decide uh, to invest on a deal. And if it check, if all the check boxes uh, sort of uh, uh, get a green light and okay with uh, us and our investor uh, mastermind committee uh, with our mentors. Then, then, and only then, we decide to move to move forward. Yeah, that's uh, very valuable because I'm sure that most people who are passive investors or thinking about becoming passive investors, 
I know it's very easy to just get excited about the deal and the markets and forget to vent the operator, but that goes far beyond what I think most passive investors are doing. Do you share any of that due diligence directly with your investors? Yes, uh, correct. So uh, if anybody is interested uh, in, in having a deeper dive in, in uh, some additional yeah. underwriting or reports that we have on needed basis, uh, we're an open book. Uh, so we, we share that uh, with uh, some of the investors if they desire uh, to do so. Yeah, very valuable. And 50, I think that's a record for this show. I've interviewed people that have been in uh, at least a dozen uh, deals as a limited partner, but 50 is is quite a bit. Uh, I have to say that vetting the operator is always the top bit of advice from all of the passive investors that I have interviewed. Uh, anything else that you'd like to add to that? I think you also need to make sure that not only you, you vet out the operator, but you understand the time horizon and the risk involved with the investment. A lot of times, uh, a lot of people do not do not understand that. Uh, as part of a building a diversified portfolio, uh, we recommend to people to allocate certain percentage of their portfolio to real estate and have some liquidity in the, in the stock market and uh, other type of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well, so so think of it uh, as you know, sort of a baking a pie. And in order to have a, 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 a beautiful and tasty pie, you need to have many ingredients. So real estate it just adds mm-hmm. another flavor to your diversified uh, portfolio. Yeah, I love it. So it sounds like there's a large amount of education component to what you're doing with your investors. That's very good. Value. Correct. Yeah. So we host a lot of uh, educational webinars. Uh, we bring. <clears throat> experts as well, such as CPA or other real estate investors, because there's there's so many different strategies out there. I mean, most of the people do not know the power of tax advantages and the power of passive losses. Uh, this is how I was able to quit my job because I kept rolling my funds from one syndication and not paying taxes by reinvesting, utilizing passive losses to offset my capital gains. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, once that concept uh, uh, finally was understood by me, the light bulb went on and I was able to build a significant wealth and help other people along the way. Because for the most part, uh, every day uh, uh, in my business, I just uh, let people uh, uh, share the information, educate them about these different type of strategies, which, which a lot of people simply don't know. Excellent. And uh, what sort of channels are you getting your message out on? Do you have your own podcast or uh, are these webinars just going out through your newsletters or are you you getting out uh, through some some various other places? Yeah, thanks for for asking. So we do not have a podcast. We've been thinking about launching one, but we don't have one yet. Uh, uh, We have a YouTube channel, uh, WealthyMindInvestments.com. Is our website, so we are, we are, have also been interviewed on many podcasts uh, in the past as well, and you can Google us, and uh, we have a YouTube channel as well where you can see some of the previous uh, videos, uh, recordings that we have done in the past. Yeah, awesome. So checking out over here, looks like you got 125 subscribers, so congratulations. I know it takes a long time to build to that level. Uh, definitely be checking out those videos. So uh, we'd love to hear more about the fund and how that works. What sort of check sizes are you writing? We typically invest between three and five million uh, per deal. 
uh, as I said, you know, we, we do a lot of due diligence upfront on the deal. Uh, we turned out most of the deals. Mm -hmm. uh, we do usually one deal a quarter. Sometimes we don't do any deals at all. Sometimes we do two deals a quarter. We're not desperate uh, just to get into the deal because it's a shiny object type of uh, right. syndrome. You know, we take this very seriously. And uh, if, if we have a strong confidence in the deal and in the market, including the operator, uh, th then we proceed and end up investing. Yeah. And then what about markets? I mean, on the one hand, I would think maybe you're entirely freed up. You're not operating the deal so you could go all over the country uh, so are there particular markets that you're in? And if so, why do you focus on those markets? Sure. Well, being in Silicon Valley, uh, and for the most part, we have a lot of people that are local that are investing with us, although nowadays uh, our investor base has gone nationwide or in, even international. We have some investors in uh, Canada and, and, and Israel. And uh, uh, we focus on value-add opportunities that, that have a cash flow component involved. Now, not all our deals are cash flowing immediately. As, uh, the, through value-add opportunities, you need to force the appreciation and increase rent. That does take a little bit of time. But the prices in Silicon Valley and in expensive areas such as you know, your New Yorks and Los Angeles and Seattle's are still uh, out of whack when it comes to price per door versus rent uh, on a monthly basis. So we focus on uh, uh, Sunbelt states, uh, Southeast states. Uh, uh, we, we target uh, uh, Texas. We've done a lot of deals in uh, uh, Dallas and Austin. Uh, we're, we're actually going to have a deal soon, hopefully, in uh, Austin coming up. Uh, it's a very hot market. Uh, we like Nashville a lot. We've done several deals in Charlotte. Uh, we ended up creating a partnership uh, that took us many years uh, with an operator that does a lot of deals in Florida uh, because we follow the, the jobs and migration trends, right? Ultimately, you want to invest in the areas where it attracts people. It attracts a lot of employers. It attracts more jobs because that creates uh, a demand for uh, higher uh, housing and the, the 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 rents that are rising. Yeah, exciting. So that's uh, quite quite a wide range of markets to choose from. So yeah, a lot of growth out there. A lot of exciting markets. I'm in Florida, so love 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 to hear about that. All right, great. So let's move on to what your ideal deal would look like. Yeah, so the ideal deal uh, would look like, obviously, the operator has to have a track record mm -hmm. of delivering solid returns. Uh, we typically work with operators <clears throat> that have done a minimum of 10, ideally 20, mm -hmm. full cycle exits. Uh, we, we, we like to work with an operator that has done uh, several deals, including exits in the particular market, because each market mm -hmm. is very unique. Uh, it has different ordinance, different uh, laws, different uh, eviction process, mm -hmm. and, and all that. And uh, we're, we're following the trends again. We'd like to see a strong, strong job growth, strong rents, uh, people moving in. And on, on a return basis, we're looking for 20% usually annual returns. Uh, we'd like to have some cash flow along the way as well, but not necessarily. Uh, periodically, we do deals uh, that provide even higher upside uh, uh, than 20% uh, returns as well uh, uh, because of the uh, strong operation efficiencies that uh, the, some of our operators' partners have. We have about five different groups 
uh, that we work and we just keep rotating them and looking at uh, different asset class and uh, different uh, targets, different uh, regions of the country. Each deal is, you know, slightly very unique, and I wish I can <laughs> I can give you a simple answer than that. Right, makes sense. So there's a range of deals that make sense. So may or may not have cash flow, but most of them do. And of course, uh, you know, there's so many operators, so many funds out there. Uh, the advantage, of course, coming through you is that you're going to give them a better deal than if they go to that syndicator themselves. But specifically out of the fund. Uh, universe. So why would somebody want to invest with you? What makes Wealthy Mind Investments unique? Yes. <clears throat> so that's a great question. So I guess the, the extra layer of due diligence that we provide mm -hmm. makes us uh, different uh, in, in that regard that uh, we run background checks, like I was uh, mm -hmm. explaining earlier, you know, we visit the asset. I mean, most of the people are busy. They don't have time to fly yeah, to yeah. see the asset. Uh, most of the people don't have the, the expertise to vet out the operator and, and do enough due diligence uh, to make sure that they're investing with a solid, reputable uh, company. Right. Now, I'd like to help the operators out there, people who may be interested in setting up a fund or a fund of funds. You mentioned that you're writing check sizes in uh, the multi-million dollar range. In terms of what it takes to get a better deal, than just simply going in directly and you know writing a fifty or a hundred thousand dollar check, as many accredited investors would do. What would you say is the cutoff? Do you have to bring like a half a million dollars or a million dollars? Yeah. Uh, where do most operators go? That's a great question. So the typical uh, uh, you know feedback that we received is mm -hmm. usually around two million dollar uh, range. Mm -hmm. Now you know it, it, again it's on a deal to deal basis. You might get a better economic even on a half a million, but it's rare. Uh, I have to be honest with you because there's a lot of uh, accredited investors that can simply writing half a million dollar check on their own without getting any additional sweetener. Yeah, good to know. And then uh, setting up a fund, I would say, is sort of an advanced thing. So if I understand your career, so you worked uh, in IT, you were in some high earning positions, obviously, and then you became a passive investor, 50 passive investments. Obviously, we're talking uh, multiple cycles of investments. Now, did you launch straight uh, into the fund of funds model from there, or were you doing something in between? Uh, so uh, we actually did start uh, in a co-GP model to begin with. So uh, I think our first uh, two or three deals, so we have done 15 investments over the last three years work code GP model and uh, we simply switched because we wanted to work with bigger, more established mm -hmm. operators and more bigger established operators. Uh, they operate in the fund of fund model versus a code GP model. Yeah. Uh, exciting. And sounds like a great step up and uh, natural progression too. Uh, if you like being a code GP, Obviously, you're starting out on the fundraising side. You have to stick around and do the asset management. This is something where you get to focus a lot more on the capital. And as you mentioned, you're also able to focus. I mean, when you're raising those large sums of money, then uh, again, you can have the pick of the litter, so to speak, and find the best deals, best operators, and bring, bring those uh, amazing opportunities to people. So very exciting stuff. Correct. Yeah. So it, it is a different model, but we do what we do best, which is, you know, investor relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, we do provide ongoing uh, updates and distributions. Uh, we just recently uh, crossed uh, uh, another milestone. We paid out about $250,000 uh, 
to our passive investors in uh, passive income distribution. So it's it's an exciting stuff and uh, it is a scalable model. Uh, and by working with uh, some of the largest operator out there, uh, you, you have an extra confidence uh, uh, for your investors. Okay, Alex, you've mentioned uh, a few times in the interview the importance of having a mentor. Um, I believe that even today you still have a mentor and maybe you can tell us uh, if you have any additional hints or tips or tricks about finding a mentor or how a mentor can uh, change the trajectory of your career. I'd love to hear that. Yes, uh, for sure. I actually do have several mentors and uh, it's through networking and through stepping out of the comfort zone, not being shy, being, uh, uh, being uncomfortably comfortable by asking for help. Uh, I, I, I'm part of the mastermind. Uh, I credit a lot of success to a, a, fr a friend and a good mentor, uh, Hunter Thompson. I am part of his mastermind. And, uh, you know, in, being an entrepreneur sometimes can be lonely. And being surrounded by other people that are working uh, in, the, in the same journey as you are adds a lot of... Uh, uh, advice, a lot of different perspective, a lot of successes as well, being able to reach out to somebody who not only maybe 10 step above you, but also somebody in the same journey as you uh, has been amazing. I highly recommend uh, Hunter Thompson uh, Mastermind. Uh, there's been probably over 200 uh, uh, members of that Mastermind. And I have partnered up on some deals uh, with some amazing people and created good friendships with them as well. So do not underestimate the power of a mastermind and being surrounded by like-minded people because the energy, the advice, uh, uh, the knowledge that you get uh, is priceless. Yeah, very powerful advice. Obviously, you're at a point in your career where you don't absolutely need a mentor, but still find a lot of power in drawing on that network and finding somebody who can help to push you to the next level. But at the end of the day, real estate is a team game and you're building the business and the business is built on partnerships and relationships. So the sooner you understand that uh, you can scale and grow your company a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great stuff. Uh, but I think maybe it's time to uh, head into our lightning round. Alex, you ready? Yes. All right, let's hit it. So tell us something about one of your real estate markets that most people wouldn't know. Uh, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. This is the market that we're currently uh, evaluating. We have not made a decision yet uh, whether to invest in this market. Uh, another one is Florida, Pensacola. Uh, there's mm -hmm. been a lot of activity usually in Florida around uh, you know, Tampa, Miami, Orlando, but very few people know about uh, the Pensacola and the, the other uh, part of Florida. Yeah, I love North Florida. So I think that's uh, very exciting. I know that uh, South and Central Florida, wow, prices are just nuts. But uh, Northern Florida just hasn't so quite seen. The region is something that a lot of people don't know about. It. And uh, we're planning to evaluate uh, one deal soon. Yeah. That part of the market. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, don't count Florida out. It's It's not all overpriced. What is some advice you would give your younger self? I get a mentor. Uh, mm. I think I made so many mistakes and spent so many hours uh, uh, of just uh, trying to figure it out on your own versus reaching out to somebody who's been there, who's done that. What is the best real estate advice you've ever received? 
just get started <laughs> start investing <laughs> okay awesome now i'd say real estate's also a place where there's a lot of bad advice going around what would you say is the worst advice uh worst advice uh don't invest in something you don't understand so uh, mm -hmm. uh yeah there's a lot of good salespeople uh here and do not get easily influenced you know really take time to vet out the investment okay good stuff well uh this is where we take a nod to the randomness of the universe i've got my uh random question cards here so if you want you can just tell me when to stop cutting the deck and we'll take something uh, right uh, off. okay <laughs> all right top card which celebrity would you most like to see in person uh, i love tony robbins uh, i've been a big believer big follower of his uh, for many many years and i would love to have a cup of coffee i'm not sure if he drinks coffee anymore because he is a super healthy <laughs> yeah and super uh, high energy too I, he doesn't look like he needs it but that would be a great person to have coffee with uh can you name a book that's helped to forge you as a leader and as an entrepreneur <clears throat> i think and grow rich by napoleon hill it's yeah. a success bible uh, and it's been uh, i've, I've reread this uh, uh, many times in fact i read uh, every year uh, on december 31 and do self-analysis you know how did i do this year mm -hmm. what areas of my life uh, that i need to improve on and uh, it, it it's a bible of success yeah i, I read it again and again amazing book how has a failure or misstep set you up for later success in looking back i'm always able to get up and, and have resiliency and persistency in me i feel like a, a failure is just a temporary Mm -hmm. a defeat and being able to get up and move forward with it and analyzing you know what i did wrong you know makes me a better person each time i fail and trust me i, I continue to fail every day being an entrepreneur this is what it's all about you should not be afraid to fail okay now finally could you give us a quote to help forge our listeners as leaders and entrepreneurs yeah, so you as an entrepreneur, you continuously create opportunities. So as Richard Branson uh, said, opportunities are like buses. They'll keep coming. So you will create them over and over and again. And your job as an entrepreneur to present these opportunities to your customers, your investors. Right, I love it. There's no one be-all, end-all deal. Yeah. Perfect. All right, great. And I would like to say, uh, I want to make sure people know where to reach out to you to find you so they know that they can find you at Wealthy Mind Investments. We mentioned the YouTube channel. Any other channels that you want to uh, have people reach out? You can reach out to me uh, directly on my email. I'm pretty approachable. <laughs> if you're just starting out, either as a passive investor or thinking about launching your own fund for syndication, happy to jump on a call and get you going. Uh, my email is alex at wealthymindinvestments.com. Thank you for having me on your show, George. All right. Well, thank you for coming and sharing your knowledge and experience with our audience. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you.